Hi friends and welcome to the Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo. What exactly is woo? What is consciousness? What does it actually mean to be well? These are the topics that we're going to be exploring together. Hi, I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. A few years ago, I found myself drawn to the world of spirituality, and while I loved it, I also felt really self-conscious. I didn't feel comfortable asking questions or showing up to certain events, and I never heard or saw anyone with a voice like mine. Someone who is grounded, relatable, approachable, super funny, but also really witchy. That's why I created this podcast, so we can learn together each week from the change makers, trailblazers, healers, mystics, and merchants all over the world of wellness. We'll bring you new ideas, new inspiration, answers to burning questions, and together we'll discover new ways of healing, learning, and showing up for ourselves. I really hope that you love it, because I love you. Today's episode is extra insightful as we welcome Crystal to the podcast. She is a witch, entrepreneur, Crystal Channel, and the owner of the metaphysical shop Crystal the Oracle. She joins me today to discuss how she discovered her spiritual gifts, the upcoming election results, and the tips for anyone interested in channeling their own magic. Along the way, we deep dive into motherhood, the work that needs to be done post-election, Crystal tips for beginners, spells, guilty pleasures, and more. This is a great insight into what it means to be a modern witch and the energetics behind the collective at this time. Crystal is absolutely an amazing human being. She's smart, charismatic, fun, funny, intelligent, intuitive, and I am secretly obsessed with her. And I know as soon as you hear this episode, you will be too. Enjoy. excited to connect with you thank you for your time um you're a true gem and i love watching everything that you're doing so i really appreciate you coming on today thank you of course thanks for having me super fun yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun so um can you start by introducing yourself and how you maybe explain or define what you do (laughs) yeah so i am crystal the oracle i call myself And uh, what do I do? I am a crystal seller. I teach simple magic. Um, This is what I like to call it. I teach people how to take the, am I doing it right? Out of moving energy. Everybody's into kind of spirituality right now. And then like metaphysical stuff, figuring it out. Like, am I into crystals? Am I into uh, sage? Like, do I burn incense? Like, how do I connect to the source outside of me, right? And um, I tend to say that type A intuitives find their way to me because they want to (laughs) know, have I dotted my I's? Have I crossed my T's? Can I get it wrong? Some of these people make it seem really scary. You make it seem really approachable. So... That's what I do. I'm kind of getting in the pocket too as a as a teacher of this stuff. Um, and I have been enjoying that immensely. Um, another thing that I do, which is a big part of what I do, is that I'm a crystal channel. Um, I lived my whole life believing that I had something called dissociative identity 
disorder. I do still have that diagnosis. Um, I do uh, wear proudly on my chest that I am neurodivergent. But what that has meant for me is that the voices in my head that I have tried to quiet my whole life and integrate my whole life into this one being and don't hear them and don't listen to them and don't follow them, those voices were actually my gift showing up. And my channel, um, one of the uh, most comforting and like, delicious ways my channel opens is through crystals. So I'm a crystal channel. I'll hold a crystal and read it similarly to how someone would read like tarot cards or an oracle deck. But I am writing an oracle deck. I, I Anything that has energy, I can read it, which is everything. But crystals, I just... I love the groundedness of them. Um, and so I am primarily a crystal channel. I love that. Uh, when I read on your website that you help type A's, I, I didn't really understand. But when you spoke, I really, you're talking about the people who are really need to know this specific crystal and how do I use it? Am I using it correctly? So I, yes. Yeah. But, not going to um, satisfy the urge, but I, what I will do is meet you where you are, right? A lot of times people will say, okay, now give me a list of the crystal and all of its properties and everything that I should do. And do I put it on the east of the windowsill? Window and do I do a full moon? And I say, hey, wait, wait, this is energy. Just like the person you meet at the coffee shop is energy. And the first thing you do when you meet a person's energy isn't give me your resume and everywhere you've ever worked and everything that you could ever do for me. That's not what you do. You live with them a little while and you allow your intuition to unlock. I find that, um, that have, that come to me are type A because of a lot of times because of perfectionism that they picked up from childhood, from disappointments, from codependency, from always being um, the one that was right and had to do it right. And that is almost the antithesis of following your intuition. I mean, when you are talking to smoke, for instance, or a crystal, or um, you believe that angels are communicating with you via numbers on a clock, you're not going to be able to know for sure that you have checked every box. And so I kind of act as that, um, I don't know, comforting facilitator liaison that says, no, you're doing it right. Yep. You can follow that. Yep. That's right. You know what I mean? So that they can kind of unleash their grip um, on not only their intuitive gift, but in every area of their lives. Um, where control, the sense of needing to control this human experience is like limiting them. I love that because I was the person who I would say, oh, what's a crystal I need? And, you know, it'd be going to the store and whatever you intuitively, I'm like, no, I don't want to go into the store. And intuitively, like my mind is just like a bunch of ferrets running loose. Like, I just, <laughs> tell me, just give me a just color. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I read that an oracle is a priestess in in, in your uh, situation, acting as a medium through whom advice or prophecy was sought from gods in classical antiquity. And you touched upon this a bit, but why specifically this name for the company? I mean, it's a it's a yeah. big, robust, great name. What about it really resonates with you? So I, I went through a couple of different iterations, but they all boxed me in, I felt. Um, and so when I hear the word oracle, you know, I really state it really simply. It's, um, a, it's a place or a vessel that source speaks through. 
period. That's what an oracle is. And in antiquity, gods and kings would go to oracles on mountaintops. And, but they were basically just saying, hey, what, what is source saying to me? Like, what is, what is God saying to me? What do I do next? Um, and so uh, just, I feel like everyone has a chance when they can hear from source. And so everyone is an oracle. Um, I just call myself like Crystal the Oracle because because I'm going to speak what source says to me. And I felt like that was really simple. And I also loved bringing that word back kind of, you know, because um, like witches do lots of spell work, which yeah, I'm definitely considered a witch because of kind of the work that I do. Um, so witches do lots of spell work, but oracles really see and hear and feel and then communicate. And I think that's a big part of who I am and what I teach people to do for themselves. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I just, when I saw the word, I thought it was really great. And so I was, it was curious about where it came from and it makes sense now. Um, can you talk a little bit about what exactly is energy alchemy? You said that you have an innate understanding of energy alchemy. And I know you touched on this a bit, but was discovering that ability something that set you on the path into this? Or did you learn that you had the gift along the way? How did you become aware that, oh, this is actually a gift that I have? And, and can yeah. you explain that? So I've always knower. Um, it was from the time I was little, it was just kind of like, uh, something's talking to the baby, which is how I ended up getting my diagnosis. So I've always been a knower. And I think this will resonate with people, but you've always just kind of known, you've always just kind of felt or like if you walk into a room that's full of people and you just kind of know where where it feels like you want to gravitate toward to stand that's energy alchemy alchemy is any time that you understand how two different energies or a combination of energies combine and um how they're going to react together and anytime you can trans use that knowledge to transform energy so if you've ever been in line at a store and the cashier was having a bad day and you picked up on that energy and you consciously decided that you were going to smile a little more or be a little nicer to transmute her energy, that's energy alchemy. Um, and I just was always very good at it and ended up in um, a job, like my, my day job is a corporate change management consultant because when you put a bunch of people in the room or you have a group of people and you need to usher them from one place to another. That's energy alchemy, getting people used to big changes in their life in a way that they accept them. And so it ended up becoming kind of my profession and a big part of my gift, like giving people permission to shift to where they want to go instead of holding on so tightly to where they are. I hope that made sense. It makes absolute sense. Yeah, I understood. And there's something that you touched upon, which is also the using the knowledge in a way to benefit. I never really put that together. And I loved that addition. Um, so you have that gift and you have the... I, I Neurodivergent, is that correct? Yeah. Known, known as... Uh, uh, multiple personalities disorder previously is that 
Right. So um, neurodivergence is is a term that is like a blanket term that covers anybody whose brain works a little differently. So if you have depression or anxiety or um, any bipolar disorder or um, dyslexia, even you're neurodivergent, your brain works a little bit different. My um, diagnosis. Uh, I was diagnosed with major depression, high function anxiety, and dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative identity disorder is considered a multiple personalities disorder. Um, but yeah, the neurodivergent covers a whole lot of us. And especially right now, like in 2020, where all of our neurodivergence is being tested and showing up, um, it's really comforting. Like I have a t-shirt that has it on there because I'm like, I'm just putting it across my chest so y'all know what y'all dealing with today because I don't have time to explain my invisible illnesses to you right now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we'll get to your um, merchandise because you have a few of a love your apparel. Um, but I, the, I was asking about it because I am curious about the A diagnosis of that uh, and then the journey into life and then discovering, hey, these are actually gifts. Can you talk yeah. about that? What is this a bit? So I was, I had a woman diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder who um, had seen lots of psychologists, um, uh, also borderline personality disorder. It's not something that you can medicate. So it's, um, you treat it behaviorally and you do something called integration, which means you do your best to be an observer of yourself at all times so that you stay kind of the primary um, in every situation. And I had done really well by their definition um, of integrating myself. I was had a stable job and I had a stable family and I didn't have um, any like real reckless behaviors or anything like that. But I was very anxious, very depressed, had tons of suicidal ideation. And it's interesting, the journey, because I started to live like that, like my whole life, um, until I have three children. I have two sons and a daughter. I had my daughter. And when I found out that I was birthing a Black woman into the world, it just, I bawled. I just cried and cried and cried because it's just not a kind world for Black women, right? Or women, for sure, but definitely not Black women. Um, and, And at that moment, it was just kind of like... Like the moment I saw her, first of all, she looks exactly like me. And it was the first time that I realized that I was pretty because I had to make a choice, right? It had to be either because we had the same face. So it had to be either her face was perfect and so was mine or her face was perfect. And it was like really only one choice. Like we were both amazingly gorgeous. Like in that moment, it just like clicked. And then I had to make another choice. Was I going to live my life sick and depressed forever? Or was I going to figure out how to be joyful and show her that a black woman could live joyfully in this world and be her full self? And so I set out on a journey to, quote, find crystal. The first thing I did was buy uh, some crystal glassware. And then my girlfriend gave crystal dish from her mother's estate sale. And then I started visiting metaphysical stores and holding crystals. And that's when they started talking to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and at first it was very comforting and also alarming because my whole life I had worked very hard to not listen to the voices. But somehow the crystals um, and just the timing in my life and all of that kind of helped me learn to channel the messages in a way that was super healthy. And that's kind of how I got here to help. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. And um, that was kind of my next question also is like the, how the crystals are part of your definition of alchemy um, and, and maybe how through communicating or how through picking up the crystals and realizing that the voices were for good. Like, how did you, and you're like, oh, I can actually turn this into a company. Like, how did you realize that these are good voices and I can make this a business and choose to make a business of selling crystals? So making it a business um, happened much later. I had amassed a giant collection. I had over 5,000 crystals before I sold a single crystal. Many of those were tumbles that I used for crystal gritting, but I had just become this incredible crystal collector um, before making it a business. I was um, kind of, you know, secretly jealous of the crystal, fo- or not really jealous, that's a bad word, but like, oh my God, you guys have my dream job. Like, all the crystal sellers, I would tell them, like, this is a job. This is amazing. Um, I saw a sign that said, what you do when you procrastinate is what you should be doing with your life. And when I procrastinate, I would go to metaphysical stores, walk around and just touch all the crystals. And that's a big part of my business, just going and touching the crystals, letting them speak to me and then bringing them to like connect them to their owners. And so it became a business when COVID-19 forced me to be like a homeschooling mom of three and also a consultant. And I was just like, you know what? Um, I could do this. Like if, if other people can do this, then I can do this. And so I started building my business. Um, sweet Bacara at Everyday Magic gave me a chance to take over her platform, which was really amazing. Um, wonderful Zakia at Quartz and Rainbows has um, like reposted my crystals. So people have been super, super supportive and, um, and we're just still growing. It's super fun. Yeah, it's awesome. You definitely have a natural knack. I mean, I love your, um, I, lo- I love, I love your website. Um, and also yeah, I love following on Instagram. Um, can you, I know this is a very complicated question, but I mean, I'm certainly one of the people who's crazy about crystals. Can you give us like a crystals 101, maybe like a, whatever tidbits you give a newbie or, um, or I can ask, is it easier to, to ask specific questions or so, I just, I this topic. So, yeah, when people ask me, I, I actually have a, a little course called what the heck to do with crystals when you bring them home. Um, and I'm working on like an ebook for that because people really ask me that a lot, especially type A intuitives. They want to know they're doing it right. There's no doing it wrong. Um, there are reasons why, uh, Tesla and NASA hoard crystals, right? There are certain crystals that are mined that are never sold because they're used for their, their ability to conduct energy and electricity and scientific applications. So just having the crystals around will, um, shift Um, kind of the atmosphere of your house. That's why we gravitate toward them, right? So um, Crystal 101 for me is going to be in two parts. The first thing I'm going to say is 
And then I'll come back because I know you're type A, so I'll answer your question. But the first thing I'm going to say is throw Crystal 101 out of the window and just live with them. When you get a new crystal, live with it for like seven days. And then on the eighth day, spend your life without the crystals. You will feel the support being drained from you. You will feel that their absence. And um, that I feel like is the most important thing for somebody to feel. So then they, when they get back to their dish of crystals or whatever, the first one they go to innately, it's always what they, what they need in the moment. Um, the crystals are always communicating with you. If the, so the second part of it would be crystal 101. Um, you'll hear words like cleanse, charge, program, um, and those kinds of words. Cleansing a crystal um, and clearing a crystal, you'll hear. That is just um, literally sometimes cleansing a crystal is just running it underwater. Clearing a crystal is clearing any energetic dissonance between you and the stone, right? Um, you can bury it, you can put it in the moon, you can play loud music, you can whatever. Programming it is just agreeing with the intention of the crystal and its highest good. Um, charging it is um, setting the intention that the crystal is working at its fullest power for you. That's it. We don't need to make it more complex than it is. I mean, I think a lot of people are making a lot of money trying to make it more complex than it is. But um, crystals are earth energy. They've been around. They did not withstand millions of years of water and heat uh, and pressure to develop for you to be able to get it wrong. Like you're, you are not as dense a matter as crystals are. You're not going to change the crystal the crystal is going to change you very cool um and i noticed um can we talk a little bit though about how to so if you take it home and you have it for a week um do you believe like people who are listening and it's piquing their interest and they're like i want to dip my toe into this and they come to your website do you think it they should start with like a tumbler or jewelry or a crystal, or again, that's like throw that out the so, window. So you're talking about my love for the crystal gateway drug of bracelets. So <laughs> you'll see, I am always gridded up. You'll see people that follow me say hashtag grid your wrist. Um, your palm chakras are your receptive chakras. It's not a chakra of people talk. We talk about the same seven main ones from root to crown. Your palm chakras are how you the world. If somebody turns off the light and you can't see with your eyes, the first thing you do is put your hands out to see because you're seeing, you're receptive through your palm chakras and your palms. If you follow the energy through your palm up your arm, goes straight to your heart. And so putting crystals around your wrists with different intentions um, are a really great way to guard your heart chakra and decide how you're going to be giving to the world your right side or receiving from the world that day, your left side. Um, so when people say, where do I start? A lot of times I'll just say, start with a wrist grid and, um, you can me and ask me, sell me a certain intention and a budget. I'll make a wrist grid for you, make a little video and send it back. Um, you can go to my website there. All the crystals are there with descriptions, but really just the first rule of magic to me is notice what you notice when you go and you look at, because my site has over a hundred something products. It can be very overwhelming. When you go look, 
with, with whatever your eyes drawn to, it's most likely what you need. Um, but I love DMs. Anybody can DM me at Crystal Little Oracle on Instagram and um, I can talk to them a little bit more about it. That's really kind of you. I appreciate that. Um, why do you think people are so crazy right now about crystals? Like it seems... Ah, um, people are crazy right now about all things spirituality. I think we are sensing this in, we are, we are sensing the lack of control that we can sometimes have in this human experience that we chose. And we're trying to connect to the things that kind of help us, um, understand and make sense of the world, right? Um, crystals, like I said, are earth energy, they're conduits. And it's so amazing to hold something like that in your hand, hold it in your palm and receive energy from the earth. I mean, um, and they're really pretty and they're fun. It's fun to amass them. It's fun to collect them. It's fun to lay them out in a grid. Um, but as you're doing that, you are setting an intention energetically. We're all one. If you put us under a microscope, you put me in a microscope, you under a microscope, you're going to see more space than stuff. You know, we're all this zero point energy, all entangled together and crystals kind of help conduct that. And I think people are just super drawn to kind of that. They're a really passive form of magic. Um, you, you take, uh, you know, a clear quartz and a rose quartz and a lapidolite and put it on your nightstand and you sleep better and you don't know why, but you do. You hold an ammonite in your hand like a fidget stone and your thoughts slow down and you don't know why, but it does. And I think that's a, a really um, appealing way um, and passive way when we have so much to do to like perform alchemy and transmute energy. Beautiful. And sorry, I just wanted to, um, before when you were saying a crystal grid, you mean a bracelet or you mean a specific grid that you create? So grid your wrist. So crystal grids are laying out crystals in certain formations, considering the, um, the use of the crystal or the energy of the crystal and also sacred geometry, right? Um, that is what a crystal grid is. When I say hashtag grid your wrist, I'm talking about laying out your crystal bracelets on your wrist in a certain formation, keeping in mind the um, intention of the stone, keeping in mind the um, sacred geometry and the energetics of your body, your right side being your masculine side, your left side being your feminine side, um, palm chakras um, being how you give and receive from the world, your heart chakra being what you choose to embrace or not. And thinking of that at the beginning of the day, figuring out what you want to, how you want to command your day energetically and gritting up your wrists. Super cool. Um, I noticed uh, we spoke about this a little bit with the type A, but you mentioned that you're an oracle to oracles. Do you feel like everybody has an inner oracle or only certain people? And, and those are the people that you help take to the next level. Um, and when working with someone to, de to develop their um, oracle ship, um, do you start with the same approach with all of them and then observe their abilities and... Is there like a, is there like a Hogwarts sifting thing or is there like a, uh, you know, it's a head of the <laughs> <laughs> That's a 
such a good question. So the first part of that is, do I believe everybody's an oracle? Yes. I believe that source, God, the universe, creator, whatever you want to call the energy that brought us here and keeps us together um, is omnipresent, right? And I think most most people that believe that it is so believe that it is omnipresent, right? And to be omnipresent, when source made you, I'm going to use God, when God made you, if God is omnipresent, then it then God did not move out of the way. God carved you out of itself. So you contain all that source energy. You just dropped it as you felt necessary for this experience that you selected into a human form. And so, yes, everybody can hear from source and communicate it. So everybody's an oracle. Um, I say I'm an oracle to oracles because people who are peaked, their intuitive gifts are just happening. Maybe they're having a dream or maybe they are just like noticing crystals or maybe they, you know, there's just something needling them that won't let them alone. Or maybe they've always been a feeler. Um, you know, some people smell, you know, they have different clear gifts. They gravitate, you know, toward me. So I don't have to sift them because they can find me. And like, once somebody finds me, they'll tell me, you know, like, um, I had this dream and it was yada, yada, yada. And now I'm freaking out because I've entered, you know, a place that I can't control. Like, (laughs) help me, you know? And um, so there's really, the only sifting that kind of happens is, you know, I listen to them and um, Source is going to talk to us all in very, very different ways. And, And so again, like I say, notice what you notice. And if you are hearing something, then yeah, you heard it. If you did see, you know, a cardinal, yeah, you saw it. If the cicadas soothe you, yeah, that's a thing. You know, like just believing um, as you get those sweet little uh, whispers and gifts that source is communicating with you. That's really the only thing that you need to kind of identify or I call it oracleness. I like oracleship too, though. <laughs> I love that. And also, please forgive me for the, the physical shifting. The battery was low because the kids are on the iPad. So I'm sorry that I was like shifting around there for a minute. Um, I want to take a little bit of a segue. I kind of had like this thing come through that I wanted to ask you. This is going to come out around the time of the election. Hmm. Um, so maybe you can talk if you feel comfortable. We don't have to, but I kind of I think you can um, maybe not navigate, you know, pending what happens, mm-hmm. how, what advice would you give to people in terms of a adjusting to the change, protecting their energy and maybe staying empowered, you know? So if we're looking into the future and this is coming out around the time of election, what, what, what's some advice you'd love to give people who are listening to either walk them off the ledge or hopefully hopefully help them feel empowered but either way a change is coming and there's a lot that happened and um yeah I just felt like I really wanted to ask you this wow that's I am so so honored um I think no what happens with the U.S. presidential election we as people who move energy are in the same boat right? Um, It's important to see what we see 
and understand that a lot of times, and this is getting deep into it, girl, you, you took me off the surface real quick, but a lot of times what happens is we will see something, right? And it could disturb us. Right. And I think either way, what whoever is elected, we're all going to be looking around at a world that is disturbing in a whole lot of ways. And um, as alchemists, I think what's important for us to do is understand that it's our responsibility to get in between that energetically. Right. Um, There are just there are really only two energies in the world. One is love and one is not love. And regardless of what happens, the most powerful thing you can do is to remain in love energy no matter what. Now, love energy isn't weak. Love energy doesn't like sit down. Love energy isn't um, overly exhausted. Love energy doesn't throw its hands up. Love energy isn't exasperated. It's one of those things, right? Um but really keeping in mind that no matter what happens, we are all going to have to stay in love energy, um, I think is important. I wonder if that answer is a little feel. I can feel the people listening. It's weird, but I can feel the people listening and go, they go, that's really surface. How can I stay in love energy when I am in despair? Well, you can know a couple of things. You can know that all timelines are divine. You can know that all things are always working together for our good. You can know that collectively humanity has always evolved to greater rather than lesser. You can plug in to those principles when things feel dismal. Um, you can know that no matter what you chose, your soul chose this point in time to incarnate because you were made for it, because you were what it needed, right? I don't have a sense of um, really of who's going to win the election or who's going to lose because regardless of it, and I haven't even tapped in for that because regardless, our work is the same. You know, our work is the same. Our work is to still spend money with our neighbors. (laughs) Our work is to um, show love as much as we can. Our work is to encourage other people. Our work is to you know, keep our kids, our, our friend's kids when she's in a bind and to show grace and to safely invite somebody over for tea, right? Like the work is the same, um, no matter what happens on that, on the grand scale in November. So hope that was Um, something. Yeah. Nobody's making me pull out my pom-pom. So, you know, when you can't pull out your pom-poms, you got to roll up your sleeves. That's it. We've got to take care of each other and get back to the co- being a community that cares for one another. I love that. And I think it's an excellent point because also, regardless who changes, we're still a racist country. So, you know, it, there's also like... The, there there will be a change in Washington, but really, like, 
everything at the ground level also needs to be worked through. Oh, yeah, this stuff is deep and systemic and um, not going to change in an election. But while we are working um, in our human selves, you know, casting our vote and feeling our feelings, but being conscious of what we're putting out energetically and making sure we're taking care of each other. We can also do kind of that spirit stuff too, that, that big soul work, um, which is lighting our candles and crushing our eggshells and <laughs> doing the, making our circles and doing the things we do. Right. So, um, I am encouraged because because I know I chose to come through right now. And that lets me know that right now has everything I need. That's amazing. Uh, It's also really interesting to see the shift of Crystal, the entrepreneur to Crystal, the Oracle. There was a (laughs) that that was pretty cool. Yeah, you like flip the switch and you had to open channel and then you can see like, oh, wait, we're not alone anymore. <laughs> That's so that was funny. Cool. Yeah, that was really, I was like, oh, OK. Cool. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, we went we went deep, but I felt like I knew there was something that you could say to people who are listening that would be comforting. And I felt that comforting, even though I've Yeah, I was just going to say, like, if you're a white woman and Donald Trump is reelected, which who knows, like, like, I guess this is coming out after we know who our president is, right? Just keep fighting the good fight. Just don't get tired. You know what I mean? Like, keep loving up on black businesses. Keep, like I said, intentionally spending your money. Um, with black folks and with small businesses. And um, we all love all the things, the Amazons of the world. I love the Amazons of the world and the Starbucks of the world. But if you can um, buy from a small business and if you can buy from a small coffee shop, like, please do, you know, it's those kinds of things. And not just white women, but like all people, right? But I know a lot of times when we can get to like a big um, culmination of things like, oh, the election is over. There's this collective because, you know, you guys haven't been working the muscle your whole life. The racism muscle, the racism exists muscle I've lived with from the time of my first breath since before epigenetically in my mother's wound. So it's not as heavy to me as one would think. You need self-care, do your self-care, but um, pick it back up because I, I don't get to put it down. The beautiful thing about it all is once you see, you can't unsee. So... Even if somebody, like, I don't want to, because I can feel the person going, oh, I, I did stop. And um, kind of that shame thing that likes to creep up on us. But like, we are changed. Like the world has shifted and it won't shift back and it'll keep shifting. So, you know, you don't have to do everything. You just always have to do your part. And as long as we keep doing that, I'm super hopeful. I love that. And I, I think that's, that's good advice. And even if there is a reminder, you know, it's, it's okay, you know, to the person who's like, oh yeah, I forgot I haven't been as active. Like, well, you know, as long as reminders still occur out there, then we can keep those people who may have forgotten to, to, to continue because we got to change a few things. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we took it super deep. Uh, I'd love to take it back back up a little bit. And we can come back. I think this is a good topic. Um, 
because I want to talk about your shop. I know you sell crystals, jewelry, incense, apparel. Um, and then you have the services where you channel people's energy through the stones. Um, can you talk a little bit about your offerings and, and um, yes, maybe also segue to how you can help them post election. That's hilarious. Um, you know, post-election, everybody go to crystaloracle.com and get a clear quartz for master healing and clarity. Um, <laughs> no, so um, what, the offerings in the shop, I have three different readings at the moment that I do with crystals. One of them is my very favorite thing. It's called an intuitive set of crystals um, where you pay for your set of crystals. I go in the channel and I start putting crystals in buckets. I don't even know who they're who they are for i'm just grabbing them at that point and putting them in groups and then once the set is complete a lot of times i'll see it, the crystals actually in a hand too which is a fun thing and then um when you book your intuitive set you get a chance to like write your intention for me for your support for your set and it's always like blows my mind every single time that like exactly the crystals that i pulled in channel match that person's intention and then i do a video reading, talking specifically about each one of the crystals in the set. And um, I post it on my Instagram page and then I ship the crystals off to you. A lot of people book intuitive sets and they don't know that they get the crystals. You get that set of crystals and support you, which is super fun. Um, I do a citrine abundance reading with similar, um, and I do a rose quartz unconditional love reading. Both the citrine reading and the rose quartz reading, you you, uh, book the reading through the site and then I will DM you on social media and I will show you the selection of crystals I have available and you're joining your intuition with mine. So you pick your crystal and then I read the crystal you picked. And it's in, it is incredible how you are drawn to the, the crystal that has the exact message um, for you. So those are the three intuitive offerings. Like I said, I've got uh, tons of crystals on the site, uh, also in peril and also um, tools um, and, some, and some grid stuff. And we are totally always adding stuff. So... Was oh, there a second walk- part of that? Um, no, you. I mean, you you covered it. Yeah. Okay. And um, I love watching your because I know you post after you do the intuitive readings of the crystals. You post them to IG, so I love reading them. And you touched upon the apparel. I love the rich black witch. Um, I think you touched on it before. I think it's certainly hard to be black in America. It's hard to be a woman in America. It's really hard to be a black woman in America. So um, I think that shows a big mood. And I'm curious where that inspiration came from and kind of the reactions you've been getting from either who's purchasing It's hard to be a witch witch in America. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So it's funny. The inspiration for that shirt actually came from Bakara from Everyday Magic. She was doing one of her Sunday readings that she did at the time. And she was just like, I really want more rich black witches. And I was like, we need to put that on a shirt. And she was like, you put it on a shirt. And I was like, you know what? I will do that. And so we have the rich black witch shirt. And um, mine is black on black, which is like all black everything. Like love that. And then we have the more rich black witches please 
shirt, which is, I think, the most badass shirt like an ally can wear. Like it is incredible. Um, and so we um, so we've been having a ton of fun with that shirt. Um, and, you know, the response has been 100 percent positive. I think we all realize collectively that, um, you know, at a time when the world collectively is considering race, you want to put black people in the front. You want to listen to black voices. You know, you want to um, have the people doing the work, the ones that have been doing the work the longest, the most experienced go to the front and the most experienced anti-racism work is happening from black people. So um, I think it's just that sure. I think you're exactly right. It is a total mood and it's, so much fun to wear and to invoke, right? Um, more women for sure and black women for sure holding resources and making decisions. I mean, can't make the world anything but better. She agrees. She agrees. <laughs> yeah, no, I th- it was like when I saw it, it like really is very um, empowering. It's yeah. badass. It's pretty yeah. badass. <laughs> um, what about you, you, Crystal? Do you have any, uh, I'm curious about you as an individual. Do you have any guilty pleasures or um, do you think that there are guilty pleasures? I feel like the work out there is heavy and you have a lot energetically. And so are there ways in which you uh, indulge or do you consider indulgence as just life, enjoying life? Yeah. Yeah. So I always say I never feel guilty about pleasure. Any guilt you feel about true pleasure is conditioning. So you can throw that out the window, especially as women. Um, I, um, need to feel good in my human body for my channel to be pure. You have to think about it. Like if you are getting inspiration through your crown chakra from source and you don't feel good in your human experience, the things you're saying to people are all tainted. I mean, they're all skewed according to whatever lens you're in. So um, when somebody is to book a reading with me, I give myself a full seven days to get that reading done because I know I'm going to have days that I'm just off or I don't feel good and I need to just rest or I need to just uh, put on a mask and get a Starbucks and walk through the Target or um, um, so you know it is really important to me to feel good in my human body and that's a tip that I would give to anybody who's doing intuitive stuff it can be big and thick and you see a lot and you need to clear out the energy and make sure that it's um, that you are you you're holding you so right now my guiltiest pleasure if we you know in quotation marks is bath bombs I have a real bath bomb addiction Uh, I sold naturals Bella bath bombs crystal bar soap um the the target bath bombs like i i'm like stockpiling bath bombs i bought an extra shelf for bath bombs and body butter it's just um a lot of times i'll hold them in the water and i'll let the um i'll like i'll make the bath bomb a spell um is really great. I'll speak into the bath bomb as it is dissolving the things that I want. And then I'll bathe in that intention. Right. And then I'll slather that body butter all over me. And that's like sealing in the intention. That's a spell right there. That's like doing the work. And it's also honoring my human body and honoring this human experience. So that's been like my big pleasure, but I like good stuff. I like good chocolate and good wine and orgasms and sleeping 
like all of that yummy stuff, like totally a proponent of all of those things. <laughs> I love that. And I agree. Cause like, I'm here for the human experience, you know, like I feel like there's spirits for like, eat the cheese. Like you'll, you don't need enlightenment yeah. here. Like you're a physical being, eat, eat the delicious cheese. Um, mm-hmm. What about, are you any of the last book you read or, or book you're reading that you really enjoy? And who do you go to for your healings or your inspiration? So, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, um, is the last book I read and really enjoyed it. Who do I go for healing? Um, at Caribbeana, um, is my, uh, Theta healer and a mentor of mine, uh, Rian Lockard at Moonstone Witchery. She is a, a, a major influence in my life. Uh, at Gina Spriggs, Curio Craft and Conjure, like nobody can read tarot like that woman. 15 minutes and she and you're good for six months. <laughs> um, so I would say that um, uh, Malia Black at Living Lunar Line, she taught me um, energetics of the moon and that was a big part of understanding my mood and my emotion she's also one of my dearest friends so I would say those are kind of the healers that um, I frequent right now um, oh, Val Ashford at the Afro Buddha too she's amazing and super affordable she offers coaching um, so uh, if if I were to like lay down and let someone grid my body and have women for me, it would be that assembly because they are just incredible. But yeah, those are the those are the healers that I frequent. Love it. Um, I also buy. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I also buy crystals retail from everybody, even though I'm a crystal seller, not from everybody. But um, if I see like a new crystal account, especially if it's black owned, especially if it's woman owned and uh, and they're doing amazing stuff and they're getting their following up, I'm going to buy that crystal. I think it's really important to um, to spend money with people who inspire you. And it's the re- it's the way I've been able to grow my business. People are like, oh girl, I see your drive. I see your ambition. I see your hustle. It's like, no, you don't. You see my energetic principles that I give, that I support. And so the support comes back to me. And so um, that's another thing that I do as a practice. Oh, Jessica Winston, House of Hoodoo. So House of Hoodoo is someplace I will, if I am inspired, uh, at Quartz and Rainbows, if I am inspired by you, I am spending money with you on a weekly basis. Um, because it, it just keeps that flow coming to be. I love that. And that's generosity. I feel like generosity is always, you know, it's part of gives like to give. Um, and then I just had two more questions. Um, I, I saw that you're, I know that you're a mom and I'm just curious if there's any advice you wish that you had you when you first became a mom or maybe some big lesson you learned in motherhood or just, you know, to the mom's <laughs> list, some sort of. Um, so when the mother is born, the woman uh, passes away. With each child, you are a whole different person. Just let yourself be. That's that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Oh, and parent your kids according to their human design so you don't fight them tooth and nail on who they are. 
or if you don't know their human design, at least know their sun, moon, rising, because you're not going to win who they fought through time and space to come here to be. (laughs) You might as well nurture it. (laughs) I love that. And um, I feel like there's still a little bit more. Is there anything that I didn't ask or something within the conversation before that you would just love to impart? Um, You know, your store is amazing. You're amazing. Your mission, your energy is is really a beautiful package because you are incredibly sweet and intuitive and down to earth, but you also don't take shit. And I think that's really cool. So, um, you know, you're like, I'm here, I'm loving light, but I'll also fuck you up if you're not really doing what I, I think that we should show up. So, um, you know, um, so the first thing, the first thing I hear is black tourmaline, um, black tourmaline. I call the hater blocker. It's a stone of psychic protection, there are words that are spoken over us all of our lives. And a lot of those words we will internalize and then we will speak them to ourselves. The number one thing that I think you can do is stop doing that and decide what your own narrative is going to be. And I'll pull the message for the second crystal. I've got my crown royal bag. I don't know if they can hear it in the audio. So you can know the desires of your heart and you can have the desires of your heart. Garnierite is also called the gambler stone. So I think we all need to be in a little bit of full energy at the time this airs. Go ahead and take those risks. Go ahead and take those risks. Don't feel like you have to protect yourself so much. Whatever the new normal is, is where we are. And you're going to have, you came because you can thrive in the new normal. Go ahead and do it. You're amazing. Thank you so much. And then um, where can we find you? Yes. So um, at Crystal the Oracle on Instagram, um, at Crystal the Oracle underscore shop on Instagram, Crystal the Oracle dot com, Crystal the Oracle without an E on Twitter, <laughs> like all the places just put in Crystal the Oracle and hopefully you'll get to me. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so much. Yay, um, I'm Stephanie Wood, your host. I want to thank you so much for dropping in. My next episode will feature a amazing guest from the world of wellness and woo. And I also want to hear your ideas. The Geode is a guide cast for you. And if you drop a comment below, we'll take your request and do what we can to bring you that content you want to hear. Please subscribe and review and tell your friends. The Geode is available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are available. Again, thank you so much, and I hope that you come back for more of The Geode because wellness rocks and so do you.